Germany, 377 medals. Norway, 329 medals. Russia, 314 medals. These are the countries at the summit of Winter Olympic success. This show is not about those countries. This show is about the little guys. The underdogs. The athletes with a pocket full of dreams and everything to prove. This is Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, cul-de-sac to Korea. Welcome back to Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, cul-de-sac to Korea. Yes, indeedy. We love grammar and punctuation. <laughs> <laughs> just ham-fisted it all in there. You are joined by myself, Gus, my co-host, Rig. Good morning. <laughs> Fuck. It's still morning in my mind. We have not slept. Nope, nope. It's been a long 36 hours. We have been accruing content, uh, going to events, interviewing people, where basically the backlog of content that needs to be cut has reached a point where our videographer, Michael, has just fucking had it. He left today, <laughs> he got on a plane, and we don't know if he's ever going to be seen again. So <laughs> it's now just Rig and I, and then there were two, much to the delight of our hotel maid, who walked in and was like, oh, just two left. <laughs> I'm like, are you planning to murder us in our sleep one by one? <laughs> we, th- this is literally turned into the Hunger Games. <laughs> Michael is gone and now two of us remain. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a massive show. There's uh, a lot to get through. But first off, for everyone who remembers Shiva Keshavan, Indian loser, six-time Olympian, I guess this is more for those people who don't. I seem to be describing his history. <laughs> but his fight song. His fight song. What, what a man, what a man, what a man. He's a Shiva Keshavan. Yes, he is. Yeah, we're talking to Shiva tomorrow morning. So he'll be on tomorrow morning's cast. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he has finished up his Olympic career, but is now on a hard and fast book tour. Yeah. <laughs> he's talking <laughs> to dead set everybody. Yeah, we, we say the other, he, he's doing the John Farnham farewell tour. It's fantastic. And we're really into it. So we'll be talking to him. Uh, we want to send our hearts out and our um, best wishes and hopes to uh, Peter Tofatafua's uh, home country of Tonga. Mm. Um, Cyclone Gita has uh, battered Tonga. 230k an hour wins. Um, there is... Uh, a lot of destruction, and we're not exactly sure what the full fallout is from that yet. But if you do want to get involved and um, help out and send some assistance the way of the Tongan people, you can donate to the Oxfam Disaster Response Fund. Yeah, um, absolutely. Just type that into Google. Any assistance is appreciated, and uh, I know that Peter will be uh, personally um, very grateful for anything that can be done because he is on the other side of the world and it is an absolute heartbreaker um, to be helpless and incapable of doing something when um, there's people at home suffering. So on a uh, not, I guess, equally somber note at all, that's (laughs) not a parallel that we can make at all. No, but uh, Scotty James. Scotty James went up in in the men's halfpipe against Sean White. Came off third best, mm. so he's uh, he's got the bronze, uh, which, you know what, I, I mean, I don't really know if, if he'd be, I mean, he might be a bit disappointed, I think he, he would have gone, he was really going hard uh, at um, at Sean White, but uh, to come away with the bronze at a Winter Olympics is huge, it's his third Olympics, he, is this third Olympics? Yeah. Yeah, he broke onto the scene, we look like a bloody munchkin from One Direction. He was 15. When, yeah. At his first Olympics. He's 23, and he's at his third Olympics. Yeah. If you're like me, and in your 30s, and looking back at your life, 
and wondering what you've achieved, and then you see a 23-year-old kid at his third Olympics meddling, you're like, well, I mean, I've done nothing, <laughs> and I just might hang up the boots right now. But uh, Sean White has now entered our personal shit list, oh, Join, joining guy. Sven Kramer. <laughs> he is the fucking worst. Looks like the bloke from Homeland, yep. Damien Lewis. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we've, we've seen, you know what, Sean, if you're listening, which is pretty, pretty long bow, but I assume if we call you out hard enough, you'll probably start crying and maybe listen, but <laughs> we've seen the progression of your hair from when you first came onto the scene. You're a chronic hair dye, mate. We yep. just, we just own who we are. You yep. are who you are. You're an absolute red nut. Put, da- put, put down the just for men. There's, there's nothing. Be yourself, buddy. Absolutely. So, uh, we, we know, we've noticed. It doesn't doesn't matter if you're another gets past us, chief. If you're a triple Olympic gold medalist. We know that you dye your hair, and we want you to know that we know. And we also want you to know we're super annoyed you won the gold medal. Slash congratulations. Yes, enjoy the enjoy the triumph. So uh, there, that means that we're oh god, we are close. But we're we're close to Minomania on Friday. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so g'd for this, and you know, as pissed off as I am with Sean White's medal, we're getting to the medals that I really give a shit about. It's time. Minnow medal tally. Absolutely. Minnow medals. It's been a huge day. A uh, huge couple of days for, for, for the Minnows. We ha- have had a slight change. Romania has just roared up this medal tally. Yes. So as it stands, Latvia, four gallium, three steel, three brass, uh, bringing up the silver medal positions. New Zealand doing really well. Three gallium, two just, steel, one brass. Did you just use brass. the Olympic medal system to describe the Minnow medal tally? What do you mean? Bring up the silver silver position. Shit. <laughs> Bring up the steel position. Fuck silver. We hate that shit. <laughs> and in third is Romania now. So Romania have got uh, two gallium, three steel, and one brass. A uh, few new entrants on the Minnow medals tally. Monaco. The tiny oh, nation boom. of Monaco ripping in with a steel. For, for those who uh, followed uh, the Rio games, you'll know that Monaco were famously stripped of their only medal, their only Olympic medal, because architecture was removed <laughs> as an Olympic sport. <laughs> and it was stripped. I can't believe they got actually stripped. Yeah. But we'll talk about it, the, we'll talk about the Craft Olympics tomorrow, actually. I'm, uh, I'm going to dive into it for any new, new listeners, but as a, as a teaser, basically, until about 1948, arts and crafts were Olympic sports, and it's the fucking best, and there's a heap of bullshit in there. It's like... Lots of weird subterfuge. There's a conspiracy involving the uh, creator of the modern Olympics, Baron <laughs> Pierre de Coubertin, uh, or as we like to call him, uh, the sneaky Deutschman. <laughs> <laughs> Franz and Schmidt. Absolutely. So uh, so we'll get onto that. But there is one more big entrant. Yep. It's huge. Our first African nation has entered the Mido medal tally, Togo. Ribbing in with a gallium. That's huge. Pushed them straight from nowhere to eighth place. That's enormous. The continent of Africa celebrates the uh, the Minnow medal entrant that is Togo. Huge. Ripping into the top ten. Uh, and we have a feeling that uh, the the other Korea, the northern part of the uh, of the two Koreas, will be entering the medal tally in gallium tomorrow. They're currently sitting in gallium in the uh, pairs figure skating. Yeah, uh, they were actually sitting in in the legitimate Olympic uh, silver medal position for well, half of the program. Fuck that. Yep. Who gives a fuck about that? <laughs> Trade in that silver, get a gallium. That's our motto. <laughs> 
So good, which means we're moving on to our next segment of the cast. It is the people's segment, mm. Career Advisors. <laughs> it's where we've given ourselves the widest of berths to cram a bunch of career-related stuff in. <laughs> Why don't you tell the good people where we went last night? Absolutely. Itaewon. It is, it is the expat slash party district of Seoul. Uh, We've been told about it. We didn't quite realise that it was going to live up to expectations because we wandered into a bar to meet our new translator, Erin Fitzsimmons, uh, who is a, a Kiwi and also mm-hmm. speaks both Korean and English, which makes her our new best mate. Yep. Went to meet her and, uh, and film a couple of snippets and realised that the bar that we are in was not only chock full of people who all wanted to party, but it also had beer pong tables yes. where you could, for $12, uh, purchase a jug, the table, uh, a heap of cups, ping pong balls, everything you need. Yep. So we set up a a game that we're going to call the People's Games. Yes. Leveling the field. Yep. For too long, the Winter Olympics has been utter horse shit. People are born, born into situations where they have access to the resources necessary for the Winter Olympics, mm-hmm. i.e. snow and ice, yep. and some countries are and, not. And ridiculous amounts of lycra. <laughs> Just heaps and kilometres of lycra. <laughs> some countries are not. So we decided to see what would happen if we created a handicapped beer pong game to reflect the resources available to two different nations. It's really one of those things that, that you learn when you see it, when you realise the discrepancy and people say, wow, I never thought of it like that. Yeah, it's, it's like seeing, a, seeing like World War II casualties graphically represented. You're like, oh, there's a shitload of people. It's like, but, it's, it's like looking at the rich and poor gap. Oh, it's, <laughs> it, it was exactly that. So we had uh, Susanna and Anna from Portugal, and we had Nate and Justin from the US of A. Boom. So what happened was there are... 30 cups in a game of beer pong. Yep. 15 at each end. However, the way that we did it was to make sure that Portugal started off with 29 cups and the (laughs) USA started off with one. We ran into some problems, though, because while the girls were game, they did not want to drink copious amounts of beer. Mm. So we had to be the martyrs here. Take the bullets. Put our money, (laughs) take the bullets... And we uh, we got done. <laughs> so, two games. First one, 29 cups versus one cup. The USA, it, clearly, we hadn't, we, we'd underestimated the resource gap. Oh, yeah. Because they still absolutely pawned at home. Yeah. <laughs> we drank an entire jug in about six minutes. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Next game, 59 cups versus one cup, including two backboards, and we made the USA's cup full of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> that resource gap proved too much. Portugal triumphed. They lifted the cup, not the actual cup of tequila, because we made old mate who uh, promised us he wasn't driving home, uh, Nate, drink that. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, we realised that the resource gap between Portugal and the USA is approximately 56 cups of beer. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I remember seeing, we saw Nate later on walking through Itaewon. Oh, he then was again, not in a good way. Then again, walking is a bit of a generous term. Yeah. He really, I, I feel like his, his sense of American bravado was just like, no, 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 I'll drink this five shots of tequila in one glass. And I'm like... Okay, we're we're doing a bit, but you I don't also don't want that. you to die. Yeah, we gave we gave him an out, 
uh, and he promptly grabbed the cup and absolutely smashed it. And we've gone, I think he thought we were trying to reverse psychology fuck with him, but we yeah. really were concerned for his health. Yeah. But he's a giant bastard. He was like six foot two and built like a brick shit house. So yeah, exactly. He'll be he, fine. He was fine. Um, what else do we do? Oh, yes. We ran into some new friends, didn't we? Oh, we ran into a famous friend. <laughs> Incredibly famous. Infamous. One of the most well-known faces in the world. Yep. One of the most feared faces in the world in the country that for we're in right now for about a million reasons. Yep. Who is it? Kim Jong-un. Yep. We ran straight into him. In Ridiculous. the street, it was unbelievable. And if you're saying, how are you two alive? Because you clearly talk shit about him and he would have found out. The response is, the man who impersonates Kim Jong-un and did it at the opening ceremony. You may yep. have seen him and a Donald Trump impersonator. Who got kicked out. Who, who both got kicked out. Um, this bloke, his name is Howard. He's from Melbourne. We ran into him on the street and he came come up to us and was like, oh, I think we were dining in the same restaurant the other night. And we're like... He was wearing a beanie, and then all, all of a sudden we're like, oh, okay. And he's just then taken his beanie off and gone, totally unprompted, I'm an Australian. I'm also a Kim Jong-un impersonator. <laughs> takes, his, takes his hat off. Yeah. Fuck me. This yep. guy has crafted his entire image yeah. off this one bloke. It's ridiculous. So he's obviously, he's method acting his way to Kim Jong-un. He's got the haircut. He's stuffing his face to get that rotund look mm, about him. The chubby jowls. Yeah, he's he's nailing it. And we asked him what I guess anyone would ask him. We're just like, well, where's where's Donald? And he said, oh, he had to fly back to England for a gig. And we're just like, okay. And he was like, but he'll be back. And I'm like, that sounded quite sinister. And he goes, well, yeah, I manage him. It's the best. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. I mean... Th- this guy's taking method acting a little bit far. Donald is not back in England. He's in a labour camp that Howard set up, set up in his hotel room. <laughs> but the other bloke that we ran into uh, was we're drinking in a pub, and we've been asking people about Rigistan, the country that we created because the AOC are massive dickheads. So the word is spreading. Yeah. And there is nothing better. Like than a disease. It is insidious. There is nothing better than when you create a lie and then someone takes that lie, runs with it like a motherfucker, and all of a sudden is sending that lie back to you yep. on a much, much, much higher level. Oh, yeah. Just doubling down. I'll tell you what. Let's play the Vox Pop. Check this out. How many people have you met from the People's Republic of Rigistan? Well, I travelled there once. Did you? Yeah. You've travelled with Rigistanis before? Yeah. Just like three days. Oh, where was that? Was it long ago, like ten years ago? (laughs) (laughs) Every time! I had to... I was struggling so hard to keep a straight face. Oh my god. I, I, I had not... In my wildest dreams, See thought, that coming. thought that that was going to happen. It was so, so good. And it was one of those ones where it's... It's so gold that when you're recording it and you can uh, and you can see that it's like starting to unfold, you take a step back. You just get the fuck away from the from out, the mic, out of body experience. Exactly, and you just go, please keep talking, never yeah. stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is our Emmy. After after we after we'd recorded that, you and I walked outside outside of that dude's eye shot, and we were just like. Oh my god! <laughs> Jumping up and down and high fiving. It was the best. Oh my god. So, so good. Anyway, so uh we are 
uh, just before we do Donut Spotlight, um, tonight we're off to the hockey. Uh, we're going to check out the USA <sighs> v Slovenia, and we're only I'm going... I'm so annoyed. Oh, you know why it's exciting? Because we're going to ask every single Slovenian to point out the fluoro green on their fucking flag. <laughs> <laughs> cannot wait to spend two and a half hours doing just that. It was just, uh, it was just remarkable how much fluoro green was on that, uh, on that uniform, considering that it does, it, the colour simply does not exist on the spectrum uh, in, and in terms of the colours on their flag at all. So I cannot wait to meet some Slovenians tonight. <laughs> Alrighty, to finish off, Donut Spotlight. What That's you got, it, mate? mate. We've got the Republic of Ireland. Bam! Storied Winter Olympic nation. Sure. They <laughs> they have... Uh, look, they, they, they've gone to a fair few Olympics, uh, Winter Olympics in their time. Never really come close. The closest they've ever come yeah. is in the batshit dangerous sport of skeleton. Oh, that is... A, that's not a sport to make your national sport. No. And so... The guy who came closest is a guy by the name of Clifton Hugh Lancelot de Verdon Rotsley, 14th Baronet, (laughs) 6th Baronet Rotsley. So just just the most Irish name you could think of. That's just the most insane name I've ever heard. He, he, so he's born in, he was born in Dublin. But essentially, spent two years of his life there. Of course, and old, old, uh, old Cliffy eight dads. Yeah, we but, call him. But he, <laughs> but he's he's uh, he's a British peer, so he's obviously he's, he's got a, a peership. Uh, that's probably not the word, but it's. Did <laughs> you just make up a thing? Yep. Peerage, that's... peerage is what it's called. Oh, yes, I just remembered. I'm not so, editing that out. No, fuck you. Edit it now. <laughs> I so Clifton, he he went to Salt Lake, right? And he's walking around in his in his tricolors, the the green, the white, and the orange, mm-hmm. and he's just just talking with with Latvians and and uh, and Germans and Austrians and stuff like that, just just shooting the breeze. And they see him as no threat at all, right? <laughs> oh, so they're God. just like, okay, let's uh, let's just kind of go around and have a look at the track and whatever. And then he's just like, yeah, sweet. And then they're just like. Yeah, so what I try to do, and the athletes are telling this, so what I try to do is like really kind of dig in here and then kind of start turning around this corner and blah, blah, blah. They're just telling him like how they're going to approach the track and he just absorbs this like a, like an Irish sponge. Yeah, sports, sports sponge, Cliffy. Like sports, yeah, that's what we call him. The sports, old, Cliff, Cliffy the sports sponge. sponge. And he goes out there, rips out the run of his life. Oh, that's so good. Claims fourth, beats a lot of the dudes that were giving him pointers, and he only missed out on a medal by half a second. Fuck. Yeah. That is that is so good because sport is vindicating. Yeah. It is there is there is a winner, there are many losers. Yep. But if someone has talked smack, then the result speaks. Yeah. Nothing else does. But I just love the fact that they did not give this dude the time of day. They were just that like, is this, so this, is, this is exactly how I'm going to do it. Oh. And I'm just like, what? They have just, <laughs> they've just given you the fucking blueprints. And he, everything went to plan. Keys to the mansion. For Cliffy, Sports Sponge. So sports Sponge, Cliff. Fourth at Salt Lake in 20, uh, 2002. Yeah. 2002. Great, great games. 2002. Yep. It's, it's, it's down our hearts for a lot of reason. But, he that is the closest that Ireland have ever 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 come to a Winter Olympic medal. That's not really that surprising, I guess, when you when you think about it. Uh, mm. The Irish are not 
uh, thought to be a particularly hardy people when it comes to doing shit that's not in their wheelhouse. They don't, yeah. they, they don't seek the... Like, they're great at some things that they do a lot, yeah. but I cannot see the Irish going, great, let's all down tools with this shit that we know how to do and go find out how to hurl ourselves face first down a fucking bobsled track. <laughs> no Irishman has ever said that. There, There, there is nothing that's... Uh, I, I don't really see them breaking the duck anytime soon, so no. we've followed them for many Olympics to come. Perfect. So, yeah. So that's the Donut Spotlight. That's it, which means that it's the end of the cast. We are going to introduce a segment very shortly into our, into our cast. We came up with it, and we're fucking pumped. It's one of, one of the I'm things... I'm so G. <laughs> it's one of those things that we went, no one is going to go for this. They are. It is a segment called Meddling With, insert athlete's name, where we ask Olympic athletes and champions... A series of escalatingly difficult and weird would-you-rathers. Yes. We're going to drop that on you tomorrow. It's going to be delish. We cannot wait to drop the first one. All good, guys. If you uh, want to follow us on socials, we are Gus and Rig on Instagram, Gus and Rig on Twitter, Medallica Colin Minnows versus the World on Facebook, and we're on Triple J Breakfast every morning with Ben and Liam uh, nationally in Australia. So good. We'll see you next time, guys. Yeah.